Hello and welcome to The Countdown. This is the second episode of The Countdown as we count down to the Glasgow Derby between Celtic and Rangers on the 2nd of January. I'm your host, Paul Carlin. And what a panel we've got today. Um, returning to The Countdown, uh, we're in a really, really nice cardigan. I'm assuming it's a Christmas cardigan. Christopher Bowd, how, talk, talk to us, talk to us about the cardigan. Hello, well, well, um, the card, it's not very exciting. It's, it's, I was going to say it's not a Christmas cardigan. It was bought for Christmas many years ago. So technically it is a Christmas cardigan, but it's a maroon number. It's, uh, it's got a very low, very low, um, I don't know, words. The, the, neck, the, cut, neck, plunging the neckline, neckline I would it's a say plunging, plunging neckline, exactly, yep, yep, yep. to show off my, my, uh, very elegant neck and yep. pectoral area to any mm-hmm. anyone that might be interested. Well, I think it's most people, if I'm honest. I think all people bowed, if I'm being honest. Um, certainly everyone in this panel is enjoying it. Uh, great to see you, mate. Um, also joining us, making his debut on The Countdown. I mean, it's only episode two, so technically this person is now almost a sort of founding member of The Countdown. Welcome, Stuart Dugan. Hello, Paul. It is nice to find, find something with you. Nice. It's nice to find something with you too. Stuart's yes. wearing uh, also a very nice jumper. Uh, if you're familiar with the songwriter and um, musician Julia Jacqueline, um, her 2019 album Crushing, it's a pr- promotional jumper from that era, Stuart? It is, yeah. Um, I got it just, just the other month there when I went to see her in concert. And it's a nice Celtic green. And I've done the opposite or with my neck where I've put on a polo neck to hide my neck from any suitors. Um, you got to you got to tease them a little bit, Stu. Mm, you got yeah, to draw yes. them in. Whereas I've just went full on free show for everybody. Yeah. The, co- the yeah. communist way. Bowed cutting it. about Bowed cutting about the south side, looking for vampires to bite his neck. <laughs> Stuart has been burned before. It sounds yeah, like. Um, I'm just wearing a normal <laughs> a normal neckline jumper. Bowed, it, it, we're recording this on Boxing Day. Uh, I think it's going out on well, Stephen's Day. St. Stephen's Day. Um, happy St. Stephen's Day to you. Uh, uh, did you did you step into Christmas this year, Bout? Did I step into Christmas? Yeah, you know. The Elton John song, Step Into Christmas. Uh, I was like, is this some new chat the kids are hitting out with? It comes out, no. It's chat from 1975. Um, <laughs> I had a nice wee Christmas. I had a little, uh, just, just visited the mum, very civilised. Had a, mm-hmm. a nice little, she had a, a vegan beef wellington for me. Oh, superb. It's delicious. Oh, a few great. Years. A few whiskies. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, in fact, I've got a little whiskey just now, just here to the dog, and my nice new Celtic tumbler. And that is a delight. Uh, uh, lovely clover uh, icon on it. Very nice indeed. Well, sounds like a great Christmas bird. Uh, sure. How was yours? Um, it was good. I sort of nibbled um, on the outsides of Christmas. I didn't step all the way into it this year, <laughs> but um, it was fine, Paul. It was fine. How was your Christmas? Uh, you know, I sometimes wonder if I'll ever fully step into Christmas. Like, I haven't felt at all Christmassy this year until I was at the game with Bowd on Christmas Eve, and that was nice going to a game on Christmas Eve. I, I hope Celtic do that. I hope the S the the SFA continue to schedule games on Christmas Eve because I think that's a nice way to actually to step into Christmas is going to see the Celtic on Christmas Eve. But uh, yeah, I saw my I was with my in laws in Heart Hill, the heart of Scotland. Um, yesterday, which was lovely, I'm going to see my parents, uh, Bernard and Mary, tomorrow. Um, which at the time of recording will be the 27th. So, two Christmases. It's not bad. It's like shout out, um, shout out to the Harhill bus stop, um, between Glasgow and Edinburgh. 
It's uh, near the the near the, the service station. Mm. By the way, uh, my equidistant, father- so it's the yep the, the heart location. the heart of Scotland. You might say. Um, mm. My father in law told me yesterday that in the nineteen eighties, the band <laughs> Tapau played a concert at Heart Hill Services as part of Actually. a kids TV show called Mo- Remember Motormouth. Um, uh, it wasn't it wasn't one it was like gas top and there was an alien in it. It wasn't one of the one of the kind of good ones. It was kind of short lived, but they performed. Was it based in motorway service? Is that where the motor came from? <laughs> Actually, that's a good point, mate. I don't know. Um, for all we know, yes. Uh, Tapau oh, certainly played there. Oh, you and I were talking briefly about song lyrics um, just before we started recording, and how I don't pay huge amounts of attention to song lyrics except from really good ones, and a really really good one. If if you if you stop and think about it, it will stop you in your tracks and give you an existential meltdown. Is don't push too hard. Your dreams are China in your hand because they are. And uh, Carol Decker from Tipperary. She's she's anti-vax. She's pro-Brexit. She's so she, this is taking a turn. I didn't foresee. Well, I mean, well, she 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 certainly. Let's just say she she wouldn't enjoy this podcast. Um, this podcast is basically dedicated. She's probably got to- some other views on China as well. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about China in your hand is every time we ordered uh, during the, the kind of pandemic era, ordering um, let's say merchandise from our friends in China. Uh, Barry Gallagher um, used to uh, favour um, singing the song "China in Your Hand" by Tapau um, when you got a nice piece of um, Celtic clobber from our friends in China. Um, okay, very interesting <laughs> start to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> things can only get better, I guess. Dream, of course. Did they play at Heart Hill Services? <laughs> Who knows? Um, Stuart, you ever played a gig at a service station? Uh, no, but I once got stranded at one because our van broke down. Uh, but it was at um, fucking hell. What's the what's the best one? The one? Uh, oh, TB. No, no, no. The one going into Perth with the big. We call it, used to refer to it as Scotland's belt buckle. House of Brewer. No, that's a Tory one. Um, the fucking. Oh, come back to me. What's the big roundabout that you come to just before Perth? Uh, this is drive- terrible podcast. Yeah, no I know. Cares. Yeah, I drive through that roundabout every Monday on my way to Dundee. I, I don't, can't remember. I'll look um, up. I'll look up. You, you introduce all the Celtic stuff, and I'll look it up. Uh, so this is the countdown. I don't know why it's called the countdown. We're not really counting down anything particular. But today we're basically going to be counting down Bowden Stewart services. Broxton Oof. Services sounds a bit staunch. It does yeah. sound a bit staunch. I Broxton Services. Yep. Mm. Broxy Bear Services. Yep. Nah. Yep. That's I've heard that's where he was born, actually. The bear was actually born at those services and uh moved to Glasgow. What am I talking about? Um we're gonna be Broxton. talking today about Bowd and Stewart's top three bum scalpers. Uh basically players who have scored goals against their bitter rivals Rangers. Um, so we've got some goals to watch together, talk through the goals, share our memories of these players. So these are, these are people who, um, basically wrote their name into the Glasgow Derby, um, tapestry. Um, maybe not always through their goals, sometimes through their performances, but we've certainly got some great goals to talk about today. Um, so we're going to do this. Um, we'll do one of Stuart's, one of Bouds, one of Stuart's, one of Bouds, one of Stuart's, one of Bouds. Um, and we're going to start with one of Stuart's. Um, and uh, a great one to start, and a great player to start. So, Stuart, who's who's your first um, <clears throat> bum scalper? Well, when a lot of people think about the the most notorious bum scalper of recent years, they, I think, quite reasonably can attribute that to Moussa Dembele. But 
He's not my first choice. My first choice is Thomas Peter Rogic. Wonderful. Um, I, yeah, see, when I think of, of people that made an impact against Rangers, Rogic is always up there. Um, what a player he was for Celtic, and he really turned up in games against Rangers. Um, let, let's let's watch the goal together, and then we can maybe talk about Rogic in a bit more detail. You've picked a, a great goal from a really memorable game. I have. Would you like me to explain to the listener what goal it is? Tell us the goal, and then we'll we'll watch it together. It's Tom Rogic's goal in the three-two victory at Ibrox, uh, when Rangers have just kind of gone ahead quite early, and Rogic is about to maraud through the midfield, absolutely slay it top bin from about thirty yards, and in the process break a Rangers player's ankle, and then he's going to gently cup his ear uh, at the furious Rangers fans uh, in a way that only he can. Well, listener, um, let's enjoy this together. Rogic takes over, and he's still going. Rogic. Stunning, spectacular, sensational. The best part of all of it is the celebration because you have Rogic pegged as this mild-mannered bloke who wouldn't really get into the piss and vinegar of a Glasgow derby and there he is running to the Rangers fans cupping his hand right at them and it's such a great hit. And as I say, if you you can, well... You know, do you want to encourage injuring a fellow professional? I'm not a professional footballer, so I think I reckon that it's, it's absolutely fine to say crack on. And uh, by crack, I mean thingy uh, baits his ankle. But it was uh, fantastic. Bowed memories of that goal. Just incredible, an explosion. And um, as you've seen there, he's got. <clears throat> oh, he gets away from a man. He's then got another at least three in front of him. Um, although they're all just. They're, they're, they're not even trying because they know they can't touch Tam Rogic and um, uh, curls into the the top corner like some sort of bum scalping professional. That's, you might uh, say he he bent it he bent it like um, bent it like uh, he 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 ripped it like rock. I don't know. I'm just trying to do a bend it like Beckham thing. Um, yeah, it, it's Boxing Day, folks. You know, everyone's a wee bit tense. Got away from you. Um, I enjoy. I think we're going to talk about this game more later, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, we're not. So we're we can not. talk about it now. Great. Well, it's it's an absolutely fantastic game for a number of reasons. Obviously, um, I thought we had Edward's goal in on this, but I guess we don't. We covered what... Edward's goal in episode one of um, of this this very podcast. So uh, go back and listen to that. It came out in April. You can find it in your Cynic podcast app or. Perhaps. Perhaps that's why it's so fresh in my mind. Um, but yeah, if you recall in the build-up to this, there was almost like a, this felt like a real back-in-your-box sort of performance because there was a lot of sort of chat that there was like a potential title race or like any kind of parity. And then when they scored early, you're like, oh, not that we would actually think that there is parity, but the nature of the goals, it was like every time uh, the Rangers support or the Rangers team got a little bit big for their boots, like... Uh, when Scott Brown gets cleaned out and everyone's like cheering, but he's sent the ball up yeah. long and then Dembele scores right before yeah. half time for the classic. What's the, the goalie doing, Tom? Uh, and then going down to 10 men thinking that, oh my God, maybe they are actually going to get something at this game and then still being able to, to see it away. And obviously like fairly iconic bits of commentary. Um, 
keep your distance and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's very much a back-in-your-box sort of performance, and I think Rogic's goal really typifies that with the, the cupped hand celebration. Beautiful. Well, really, really nicely put, Stuart. Uh, so, 11th of March, 2018, Rangers 2, Celtic 3. Um, yeah, one. I think one of the best modern-day derbies ever. Uh, Rangers go one up through Windass. Uh, Rogic equalises with that absolutely amazing scalp. Uh, Candias puts Rangers back in front. Dembele then scores just before half-time. Uh, and then Odson Edouard, of course, comes on and... Um, uh, wraps up the points for us with a, a pretty outstanding goal, which we've discussed before. Um, about it, I just think that that's like a that's like almost like a kind of typical classic Tam strike. It is it just it's what you think of when you think of uh, Tom Logic? Just absolutely beautiful, beautiful. Um, no chance for the keeper. Um, the technique he's 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 not just rattled it in; he's curled it in. It's just it's everything about it's absolutely unbelievable and I think I should just again reiterate that Scott Brown has the greatest assist in all of football history um, for that that Dembo's goal it's really something else oh you've smashed me oh no wait no no I've just punted the ball 60 yards to somebody who's going to embarrass you yeah so have um, we'll, we'll get to chat about Musa uh, shortly as well because he, he will feature today um this game also had like Douglas Ross being a wee snidey guy uh, getting um, uh, Samunovic sent off, and yeah, it was just this 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 game's iconic. But yeah, that goal that goal by Rogic, I think Stuart maybe overshadowed a wee bit by Edwards' goal. But um, Rogic scored loads versus Rangers over the years. Like he really enjoyed a goal against them, and I think even his final goal for Celtic was was in the two one win against Rangers earlier this year. He did, yeah. You could have had one of many, um, and. I think, yeah, he's just one of these players that you could rely on in in big games. Also, th- this is slightly off topic, but when Paul is showing us these videos, he's typed in the the goal on YouTube and he's written Rom Rogic goal Rangers two three. I think that's worth a mention. It's caught my eye. Yeah, some people call him Tom. I call him Rom. There's a character, in, sta- there's a character in Star Trek called Rom. Yeah, good union boy. Yeah, yep, he was actually support uh, solidarity with striking workers, of course. Right, right. Um, yeah, you could always rely on him in games like this, and I'm sure that they were delighted to see the back of him. But what I was going to ask you there is, see, I mean, obviously Celtic have had a litany of iconic players, fan favourites that you've absolutely loved and have moved on. See, when a Celtic player moves on, how quickly do they fall out of your thoughts in the sort of uh, week-to-week, like, I wish we had... Rogic here or whatever because I find myself this season still thinking about Tom Rogic quite a lot and I actually wonder if it's because there was a bit of concern about where his career was going or where it's perhaps gone and he hadn't played for a while and his move <coughs> was not tremendously um, ambitious perhaps and now you're starting to see him find a bit of form again you are like oh good on him but just a player that you have like a real emotional connection with I wish so he was still. Him. I wish he was still with us, Stuart. Honestly, yeah. uh, see some of the games recently. I think even the game against Livingston, uh, we're bringing on guys like <coughs> David Turnbull and Aaron Moy. I'm like, wish we were bringing on Tam. You know, yeah. I, I felt like with Tam Rogic, anything could happen. I just like the fact that he was still scoring against Rangers in his his final game for say, or his final game against them. Just sums him up. Um, a perfect example of a of a great um, bum scalper. Um, thanks very much for that choice, Stuart. Really enjoyed watching that game today. Um, we're going to move on to Bowd's first pick. So, Bowdy, we're going back to um, May 2004 for this. So, tell us who your first choice <coughs> uh, bum scalper is. 
Yeah, along with with Tam and and Dembele, it's it's one of the one of the first names I think that pops up when you think about um, people that slap the the Rangers about. It's Tom. It, it's Tom. It's Chris Sutton. Um, and the uh, I mean, he, he had quite a few goals against them as well, just like Tam. But I think Chris Sutton just absolutely came in and dominated them. It was beautiful at the start of that kind of Martin O'Neill era. It's the turnaround. It's when Celtic really start their march towards dominance this century. You know, we've absolutely owned the game. Um, and Chris Sutton's a, a huge part of that. Um, he's not just a great striker who scores goals against them, but he dominates them. He pushes their defenders about. It's, it's everything you want to see. He's a, he's a dirty bastard, but he's not a dirty <laughs> bastard. Um, and just so, so smart. The, you know, the evil genius. Um, this game in particular, 2003-2004, it's the year of the whitewash. Um, we smashed them every game we play them. Um, and this was the cherry on top. So this is, um, you know, probably the closest of them. It's a 1-0 victory. You know, you're thinking, oh, come on. We need to, we need to push. We need to win this one just so we've, we've beaten them every single game, which is probably the first time in my lifetime that that happened. Um, just absolutely incredible goal and a, fantastic game to round off a fantastic season. Uh, summed it up beautifully let's watch the goal, uh, so this is from Celtic 1 Rangers now, 8th of May 2004 Scored in the last old firm game Larson lays it off to Chris Sutton Sutton looks up, makes some space and it's a goal! In the 92nd minute at Celtic Park in the last old firm game of the season Chris Sutton has given Celtic a lead and there's no way back now for Rangers. Uh, apologies for finding a, a clip with Chick Young, of course. <laughs> um, could have done better there, but uh, Bowdy, this the strike is unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. Um, beautiful, long ball there. Sutton lays it off to Larson, who lays it off to Sutton, and then, one touch, pushes a defender over and just... Beautiful technique to just lob it into the lob it into the goal over the keeper. Stuart, memories of uh, this game, that goal. Well, it's just fantastic because, and I think that both somewhat uh, hit upon a good point that when you're talking about players that have dominated uh, against Rangers, um, there's some really technical players that come to mind. Rogic and is a good example of that, and and it's almost like a, just a level above in terms of quality. <coughs> Moravchik, players like that. But with Sutton, there's such a physicality to it that he like physically dominated them. And then this goal in particular is such a great example of that, where, you know, a point for them and to avoid getting beaten in each game would have been a big result. And in the 92nd minute, it is literally like a, a, sh- a man shoulder to shoulder and Sutton just dominates him physically and then pulls off that finish. And I think it just nicely sums up that approach. And Sutton is is a player that not only at the time scored great goals and physically dominated them, but I quite like that he continues to sort of live rent-free in Rangers fans' heads, which is quite a... a, For one, you've got to want to be there. uh, And he definitely wants to be there and push buttons uh, because there'll be, as I said, like players that I'm sure Rangers fans are happy to see the back of the likes of Rogic, but someone like Sutton continues to just like toy with them, needle them, prod at them from either his position as a pundit or when he's writing his columns and stuff like that. And I, I think that's that's tremendous. That's the sort of low hanging fruit that I'm there to eat all day long. <laughs> <laughs> 
How is Sutton like the ultimate scalper of Rangers? He's definitely up there, as as Stu says. I mean, we've got to the point where he's, you know, his footballing career's finished and he's still at it, he's still <laughs> there. So, you know, we can look at the Dembele's, but we'll see in a decade whether Dembele's... I mean, to be fair, Dembele still needles him as well on Twitter and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll give him that. I think Dembele might be the one that pushes him for it, but uh, it's just incredible. Also, fast, fastest goal against him, 20 seconds. Yep. Um He's just incredible. And the other thing about this game, as I said, it's we played them five times. We'd beaten them four times already. This is the last game, 96 minutes. It's still nil-nil to just score, not just any goal, an incredible goal to to wrap up five wins out of five was, was really something else. Yeah, clinching the green and whitewash. That's a great DVD to get, by the way. That's a, um, you, you can get it, sales each other for about £2. Uh, Stuart? Obviously, every single time you score against Rangers or, or, or you, you win a derby, it's a great feeling. But there's something a little extra special about ebbing some hope away as well. And I kind of feel like that first game that we looked at, there's a good couple of examples of that. And this is the same where it's like right at the death. Like if they'd got beat 1-0 and we'd scored in the 17th minute and it'd been a tight game, then it doesn't hurt half as bad as thinking that you've got it and then having it pulled away from you. <laughs> and obviously it's something that this current Celtic team are getting very good at in terms of their late goals and their late escapes, that every time they think and they like allow themselves to dream. But as Tapai once said, your dreams are shining in your hand. I mean, saying that in the in the, the staunch heartland of Heart Hill as well, I mean... Exactly. <laughs> Uh, saw them coming. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I, I think Sutton is definitely a contender for the kind of the ultimate scalper. Um, his celebration, just that that thing we does with his arm. That's a hooking kind of swinging hang. I love that. Um, a punch? But, is that you describing a punch, Paul? Yeah, I guess I'm describing. But couldn't remember the word for punch. Swinging uh, hooky hang out. Do it. <laughs> uh, the, he just hated Rangers so much. <laughs> he get, I don't know, I just get so much enjoyment out of watching Sutton's goals against Rangers. Um, uh, but just the importance of him in games uh, against them, whether he was playing in central defence, in centre midfield, up front, um, and just the combination, I would like to say, between him and, and Larson there. I mean, Larson's another. I mean, Larson, his kind of record against Rangers speaks for itself. And we talked about that absolutely beautiful chip in the last episode of this podcast um, so we're not going to cover it again here but um, the, the combination of those two I think for many Celtic fans just brings up it just evokes your favourite memories um, oh, yeah. One of the greatest striking combos ever But there's another striker who also particularly enjoyed the goal against that mob so we're going to go to Stuart's next pick um, we're going to the 10th of September 2016 Stuart, talk us through it who are we talking about here? We are now talking about Moussa Dembele, um, and I think that he'll be high up the list for a lot of people, uh, especially in, in recent memory. Um, just he seemed to have this unique ability to to really bring out his best against them. And that's it's something that's kind of come up a, a couple of times. It was kind of levelled against Jota initially, that he hadn't really done it against Rangers, and it gets levelled against Kyogo, that you kind of have to do it in, in big games. And Dembele's a player who, from minute one, just did it. And uh, the goal that we're looking at is from his hat-trick in the 5-1 game, and I believe it is the second goal that yeah, we're looking at of his three. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's press play. Some run this from Josh Windas. 
Can't stop by Toro. Here's Crenshaw though. Kenny Miller. Can't feed Garner. There's a little hope for Rangers then. Well, if he can get Windash on the ball, there's a player who can carry 30, 40 yards. Very comfortable with the ball at his feet. Can I just stop there and say that Andy Walker doesn't have a fucking clue what he's talking about? That is an absolutely <laughs> ridiculous thing to say. Get the ball to Windass? Jesus Christ. Okay. Sorry, we continue. His old man scored against Celtic in his Aberdeen days. Did he, I? Beats on the air for Dembele. First two ahead of Cinderos. Oh. It is Moussa Dembele! Oh no Lee Griffiths! No worries! Because Moussa Dembele has stepped forward and Celtic have a firm grip on this Glasgow derby. That is ridiculous. It's it's so good and it's so good for a number of reasons. For one, uh, as he mentions in commentary, there was a lot of chat about Griffiths and and Dembele. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Wow. His shoes and. I feel like this is when Dembele properly, properly arrives on a big, big, big stage, and it's also when we sort of enter this era of like proper banter years derbies, where it you would he would kind of go in without that sense of trepidation because there was such a gulf in quality between the two teams, and they were so incredibly enjoyable. Just from a technical perspective, watching Sen- obviously so much had been made of the likes of Senderos and. Uh, this would have been the Joey Barton one as well coming up to the league and how they would fit in in this kind of very uniquely Rangers sort of thing that bringing in an ageing pro yeah. <laughs> because they've had a career down south <laughs> equates to, you know, success. So to watch him get sent to the shops by Dembele um, and then Dembele's finish with the outside of his boot is just oozing class um, and... That day, I, I remember that day really vividly because I'd got a ticket quite last minute um, and I was sitting with, I've, I talk about this quite a lot on podcasts and I do so recklessly not thinking that perhaps the person I was with might be a subscriber and if he is, I'm sorry, but like we, it was a, a guy I worked with and we didn't know each other very well, but we were sort of thrust together in this odd couple style to watch the game and we took in this incredible derby together um, and it was just class, just absolutely brilliant. And then Dembele would have countless really high-end, important performances against them. And also, the most you hear from him these days is whenever Celtic get a result against them and he's the first person to tweet and has, I believe it has been sort of confirmed that it is actually him and it's not like some proxy guy. He, he really, again, enjoys living rent-free in their heads and it's absolutely that, that would be funny as well if you got like just a social media manager whilst he was in Glasgow who was some wee Tim and then he kept them on <laughs> he's moving to France he's mo- he's working in Spain no, I'm still tweeting about Celtic mate. <laughs> um, th- this game like you say it- this is the game where Dembele just like stepped up to be the guy for us up front um, I mean Griffiths and also Stuart I'm so glad you said uh, sent Senderos to the shops because I wrote that in my notes for this but I was like nice. no Stuart's going to use that line sent him to the <laughs> shops um, and I'm glad you did um, 
that I think it's this this the hat trick, the demolition, of course. It was yes. a, like a perfect hat trick as well, wasn't it? Did he score his head? Did his right foot and his left foot? The I first think? one was a header. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so he's he's third, the third goal is his left foot, definitely. So I mean, even more beautiful. So this Celtic five Rangers one uh, September twenty sixteen. We go two 0 up to goals from Dembele. <laughs> Joey Garner scores. Remember him? They yeah. fucking had a song about him as well. We um, got. <laughs> oh, we can't. I remember that we uh-huh. they, they were trying to get. We're not trying to get to like Christmas number one or something. Yes. Like <laughs> they were trying to garner support to get it up the charts. Oh, yeah. Lovely bow. Very like nice. Um, yeah, he was shite. They were. They yeah. are shite. I hate yeah. And uh, I, just a big thank you to Stu for reminding me about Joey Barton as well. I forgot that entire no, yeah. episode. Almost. The, <laughs> he's yeah. coming up. He's going to outclass Scott Brown. He's going to show him what's what. That was beautiful. He did fuck all. Um, so two from Dembele, Joey Garner 2-1, uh, Scott Sinclair scores and then Dembele gets his hat-trick and sure Armstrong comes on and scores the fifth goal and that was sort of when Armstrong, his career took a bit of a turn uh, for Celtic and he started to kind of come into some form and become quite a key player so this game, um, a, a real spanking, a brilliant, brilliant game like Zombie Nation playing at the end of that yeah. uh, when Dembele scores there too, I love it, just the technique and, and the lack yeah. of fear from Dembele again like you say, he's, he scored a bunch of goals against Rangers. Um, I always remember the, the goal against the Rangers in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup. Uh, nice assist from Griffiths to Dembele. I think it was a panica as well, or a wee flick or something. Um, but do you know what I was thinking Dembele with Rangers? It's the layoff for Callum McGregor's goal against them in what I think was maybe the 4-0 game, um, where he just lays it off and McGregor has one of those perfect Callum McGregor finishes that... The one that you can kind of hear hit the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's like in a crowded stadium. Beautiful. So I think Dembele scalped scalped and continues to scalp Rangers in so many different ways. Um, Bowed final thoughts on Musa. Just incredible, incredible. Um, and it's never happening, but just so excited about the, the chance that Celtic might sign him again because he's maybe going to go away and five million or f- for free. So it's not happening. We'll never sign him, but could you imagine that? That would oh, be beautiful. I, I think he's the best striker yeah, we've we had. Need, for- we need some backup for GG. We've got Kyogo, we've got oh. GG, and we need a third striker to come in who'll be happy on the bench. And I think Dembele's that. Right, Bowd, I know we're just having a bit of fun on Boxing Day, but. You watch what you're saying about... That's the whiskey. By the way, I'm going to go... I can exclusively reveal, right? Because we were at the game on on Christmas Eve. uh, Jack Amakis is never going to score for Celtic again. So, that's my prediction. I like Uh, that. It's a good way to get things moving. (laughs) Yeah, it's like drinking a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Rangers, of course, which is what Worf from Star Trek drinks. Sure, are you a secret Star Trek fan? Because you've made two references now. Yeah, this is it. I'm leaving Uh, breadcrumbs for you. uh, Right, great. Uh, Musa Dembele, one of of my all-time favourites. Let's go now to another one of my all-time favourites. Bow, this is your second choice. So we're going to uh, April 2008 for this. Um, Who are we talking about here? So um, this is the one, the only uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. And, you know, I think the, the uh, first three... Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I was so hoping that you just immediately snapped back Shinsuke Nakamura, you fucking doughball. That would have been brilliant. But <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah. Sure, yeah. we'll do that. You can do that when we do your third uh, your third but, one, right? But it, won't, but it won't be him. Nah, it won't be uh, But, yeah, anyway, carry on. Um, aye. Uh, what was I going to say? I think the, the first three we've mentioned are... <laughs> very much 
people that punch Rangers uh, players and managers and fans in the face repeatedly uh, <laughs> until they fall on the ground in pain crying. The the other ones I've chosen, though, you know, maybe not, maybe not as uh, overall, you know, scalpers in that to that degree. But they've got moments. They've got they've got pure moments of of scalpery, and I think this is one of them. This is um, it's two thousand and eight, as you said. It's a two-one game that pretty much seals the deal um, for another glorious victory over them. I think in the last countdown, um, we chose the Hesselink goal, Van Hesselink, Jan Hesselink, which was the header at the last minute. But this is this is the first goal of that game. This is Nakamura, and it is a uh, it's poetry in motion. It's a mm. beautiful. It's positive. It's, I think it's up there for the greatest goal scored against them by a Celtic player. It's certainly, it's in the mix. That's all I would say. Well, let's enjoy it together. Taking the title race further. Nakamura! <laughs> His first old-form goal! And typically, it's a beauty! Celtic rise to the old-form occasion at last! It's a fantastic strike, to be fair. Uh, but you might have a case there. Uh, Stuart, what do you think? Is that the best goal scored against them? I think it is, and I believe that I actually put my name to that at the first live show. Uh, I think that I, I argued vehemently that that was the case. And it's just such unbelievable technique from him. Uh, receives a hospital pass from Gary Caldwell. by <laughs> him <laughs> To take it down and then... To have the speed of thought to see that not only is McGregor a little bit off his line, but that he can take it with like the outside of his boot and and the movement on the ball is just absolutely unbelievable. And obviously Nakamura scored a couple of unbelievable goals in important moments, but this game in particular, he really sort of stood up and stood out. Um, there was a lot of sort of criticism that he was maybe a bit lightweight and he really, really sort of delivered the goods. And uh, yeah, this is this is my my favourite goal against them. So I think that just for sheer technique, um, he has to be included. It's again another like we talked about. Um, so the first Stuart's first pick, uh, Tam's goal against Rangers, which is the game's better known for Edward scoring that brilliant goal. I feel like this is the same thing because this game I remember mostly for Jan Venegura Hesselink's injury time winner. Um, I think I always talk about this, but I watched this upstairs at McNeil's in the South Side, and it was. Oh, I mean, ridiculous game, um, exciting, <coughs> and this is properly where, like, how do you say this is? This was the moment. I think it took took Celtic to one point, Rangers, and then we won the last game as well. Um, is that the game where McDonald scored a couple of goals or scored a penalty? Um, Robson scored the penalty. I should know that. Um, I should be able to. But if Barry Gallagher was here, he would be shouting at me right now. Robson scores the penalty because he absolutely smashes it. Oh yeah, that's right. Beautiful. Um. But yeah, I, I think this is I think you're right. I agree with both of you. This goal is just 
Incredible. You, you couldn't and, do this if you tried. Yeah. And we see why um, Gary Caldwell is Martin Friel's favourite player, because the ball here is incredible for Nakamura. <laughs> and <laughs> his control to take it down as you, just the technique, the way he hits it, it's on the bounce. It's beautiful. Beautiful to watch. Um, greatest free kick taker Celtic have ever seen as well. Nakamura really is just a wonderful, wonderful player. If um, the 2-1 game, Nakamura, that goal puts us in front. Natural Novel equalises. And then, of course, we get Jan Venegura Hesselink's header uh, in injury time. Um, crucial win in, in the title run-in. Um, yeah, something really, really special. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying watching and talk about these goals because they're, they're all kind of... All these goals have kind of taken your breath away in different ways, but yeah, that that one just to bend on it and making Alan McGregor look like an idiot is just the cherry yep. on top. I would say, um, Stuart, any final thoughts on Nakamura at Celtic? Well, you said that uh, you couldn't do it again if you tried, but this is a guy that can hit a free kick through a bus window, a moving bus window. So I actually, we'd love to see if he still could do it because <laughs> I bet he could get Kerry Caldwell to hoof a ball like, <laughs> two yards past him and see if he can do it again. I think we can be certain that Gary Caldwell can still make a hospital pass. I mean, um, also, I, I believe he's he's retired just there, so now's the time, Ange. Bring him in as a coach. Obviously, a free kick coach, because definitely <laughs> he can just teach people how to do what he does. But I get back in the backroom staff, that's what I'm saying. Mind folk were like, thought folk thought you had like a defensive coach, <laughs> like a free kick. It's like a football manager, because you get like a defensive coach and football manager. And can you get a set piece coach anymore? You play in the new football manager. Oh, fuck yeah. And the laptop. Um, right. Let's go to your final pick, Stuart. We'll come to your final pick first. Um, 29th of April, 2018. And I, I was really, really happy that you, you, you chose this player in this goal. Yes. Yeah, so I, the reason that I have included this player specifically was because first and foremost, she did give me quite a long list of players that had been featured that I couldn't use. But secondly, this is a player that's low key been doing this for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily grabbing headlines, but we're now in the era of really starting to appreciate James Forrest, I think. And so I wanted to put a little bit of shine on James Forrest because he hasn't scored a tremendous number of goals against him. This is his first, and then he had the other one in the the 2-1 game. So he's not like a a prolific goal scorer, but he's had a number of assists against him and has just been a consistent high-level performer. Uh, And so I've got his goal from the 5-0 game, we were in the league, uh, which I believe is the third goal just before half time. Correct. Uh, well, let's enjoy the goal together. Last month, but ultimately lost against 10 men. It's almost becoming psychological for them now. Kieran Tierney ready to provide again here. No taker, surprisingly, there. Oh, there might be yet. Boosting for Cham. Look at that touch from Muffy giving the ball away. Non-stop from Celtic this. Forrest! His first ever all-firm goal! No contest this! No contest whatsoever! Bring on! I always forget this is the PC listed goal. Yeah. Wow. There's so much to the celebration to enjoy. Obviously... Eastley Lustig steals the headlines, but for his first goal against Rangers to immediately peel off to the Rangers fans and then to nearly crash into Morelos as a sub on the sideline as well yeah. is just sensational. Uh, 
and yeah, like this this again, it's from that that sort of era where there's there's a real just gulf in quality between the team, and you can see that as Boris waltzes through, yep. yeah, like, Andy Halliday, five, five <laughs> players. Uh, but it's just such a a lovely finish, uh, and you can also just see how much it means to him because that was another of those games where it wasn't really in any doubt that Celtic were going to get a result, but it was real just like party time stuff and players that are obviously of a higher quality having fun and like really revel reveling in, in like smashing their their closest rivals so um yeah absolutely brilliant and, and Forrest has had his critics through the years obviously now that he's sort of hit that uh peak sort of 100 goals 100 assists mark is going to have his own little sort of space in Celtic history um <laughs> I actually think that from the conversations that we were having last season and a little bit at the start of this season about what what contribution could he possibly have, why has he been given an extra contract, etc. I kind of think that more and more when Forrest plays, he's adding something to this Celtic team that we have at the moment. And I love to see it because I think that sometimes you don't get your flowers when you're sort of still around and you're still there to to really sort of enjoy them and I kind of feel like that's starting to happen for Forrest and, and long may that continue unless he's shite of course in which case I'll take that all back but. Uh, well he's, he's not shite well one person that does think he's shite after he, he slandered him in the reaction to the uh, the previous game against um, St Johnson Bowd why do you hate James Forrest uh, he's, he's at heart he's a Rangers man and uh, <laughs> no I love James Forrest he's fantastic um, it is true I did say that a slow start to this season, but um, no, he's fantastic. I think he's, he, he can give us something now, but throughout the years, he really is um, absolutely up there. With, when you're talking about modern players, really, you've got McGregor and Scott Brown, and then James Forrest probably is you're just mm-hmm. proper, proper Celtic servants there for decades. Not decades, but decade-ish. Um, what a guy. And that goal, as Stuart said, he skins three people. There's three more coming on him. There's six six Rangers players trying to deal with them, not including the keeper, and they all fail. So seven. Seven at a level. Almost <laughs> 70% of the Rangers team cannot handle one Celtic player at this point. It really was a, a beautiful period of time. Um, to absolutely... Ju- not. I mean, as I say, since the year 2000, we've dominated them. But this period, it wasn't dominating. They just weren't in the the same stratosphere as us. They were, you know, we were playing a different sport from them, which probably means most of the results are null and void. Because, but <laughs> remember null and men, void, men against boys. Uh-huh. As would say. Um, and also Johnny Hayes was in the the crowd there. I don't know if you've seen when PC Lustig was uh, celebrating, but there was a wee, wee Johnny Hayes look alike. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Hayes. Um, I love this goal. Um, a lot. Uh, uh, for all the reasons you've talked about, again, it's kind of classic Forrest because it's outside of the right boot. Kind of, he basically he he, he does he does the harder thing because he he's, I guess he's more comfortable when he's right. But this was also Forrest at his I think absolute peak under Brendan Rodgers. You know, not to give the the rat any credit, but Forrest at this period was just playing some amazing stuff. He was a first pick in the team, um, and. That yes, that goal. This, this game was great. So five 0 versus Rangers. Edward double Forrest, Tam Rogic, and uh, Callum McGregor. I, would you believe this was the first Glasgow derby I ever attended? At age, I would not believe that. It's at nice age, age thirty nine was the first time I'd ever been to a, a game versus them. Um, um, 
it was, and I just remember the day so well. Got up, I had a wrong sausage uh, on the train into town. I don't even think I had a pint before it because I was. So, it must have been the early kickoff. I was just so nervous because I always get nervous before these games. But just the way we started and the way we played, it was it, honestly it was an absolute dream of a game. And I think Forest School really is the 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 pick of the bunch. Um, I I have a prediction. I think James Forrest will score against Rangers this season. There you I go. love that. I'd I love it if you did it at Ibrox on the 2nd of January. <laughs> yes, the, the game that we're counting down to uh, on this, the countdown, of course. Um, Forrest is he's he's having a good season. Like When he's played games recently, I just think he's looked different and he's offering something else. And I, having bowed, I do agree with you. I don't think he started the season too well, but he's definitely grown into... Being a slightly different player now, um, I thought he had a great game against St. Johnson at the weekend, and I also just fucking love him, um, and he definitely deserves his place in in this podcast. Um, yeah, he's been slowly chipping away at them over the years, and uh, to get finally get his goal in 2018, it was uh, a a sight to behold. Um, if, if James Forrest asked you to go to Nando's, would you go? Yeah, for sure, I would go. Yeah. I don't know if there's many vegan options at Nando's. So I've um, never been, but I believe there is. I believe they have vegan chicken, great, great. vegan PDP sauce, which I believe is pretty much all they serve. But again, no experience. Don't know what it is. None of my business. All the more <laughs> reason to go. Right, with James Forrest. Listen, Nando's is Nando's is absolutely fine. Um, um, I I don't mind. We used to eat Nando's on tour when I was in a band. We'd get our ten pound per DMs. Go to Nando's. Um, Almost every night, which is good. Yeah, good absolutely. Fine. Uh, I would always get. Do you know what? We, we don't need to talk about this. <laughs> Let's go to the final. <laughs> I think the, what you were going to say is, I always got scurvy because your diet was just. <laughs> just I was actually going to. No, I was actually going to say laid. I'd never, never, <laughs> never got laid. Think, you think being a drummer in a rock band, you would? It doesn't matter. Final pick is. Um, Vintage, uh, vintage Celtic, certainly for a lot of our <laughs> listeners. Um, we'll probably have some subscribers that may not have even been alive when this goal was scored, but this is a goal that I remember vividly. And there's a yep. certain angle watching it that is for me the, the, the classic angle of it. But this is your final pick. Who are we talking about and what's the goal? We are talking about, um, the great John Collins, um, player, assistant manager, Hibs guy. Abs haver, um, <laughs> general legend. Um, so I, so I've chosen this from a period again where, you know, there wasn't a lot of scalping going on, to be honest. Um, but this really was as a goal to just watching it at the time was incredible. We were at Ibrox. The idea of going to Ibrox and getting anything, um, was, was silly really at the time. Um, we don't, we don't even win the game. I think it's one each. It ends. Yeah, one each. Um, but what a goal, um, what a match. It was just something to behold. John Collins, um, absolutely a, a piece of class as a player. And again, we didn't, you know, we had Paul McStay, um, we had your Paul Elliott's, uh, we'd, you know, a few players of real quality during the nineties, but John Collins was, was definitely part of a small group of just a absolute, absolute class player to watch when we were. The team was thinking, really. The team was right, to be fair. Class player, and this is an absolutely class goal. So uh, let's enjoy it from the 30th of April 1994, uh, Collins against Rangers. 
Robertson struggling there. In comes Presley. Presley? Oh. And the free kick against Goff. Ugh, Richard Goff. Ugh, oh, I hate Richard all these guys. That's good, Dad. Even the McCune's lager, like, ad boards are giving me the bulk of it. Aye. Yep. So here we have a free kick. Yeah. A wall of filth. Filth. I've been ten folk in that wall. Who's that Rangers goalie? It's not Chris Woods, is it? No. It's an absolute shite wall as well. They're not even in a line. Dave McPherson, Mark Haley, Trevor Stephen. Oh, you can hear a pin drop. That's yep. tremendous. So there's a reason for that. John, John Collins has scored. Um, no Celtic fans at Ibrox that day. Actually? Yep. Why? Because David Murray was being a big baby and claimed that Celtic fans had been... I can hear someone cheering. Right, Celtic fans definitely got in. Just Brian McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the goal, though, Bow. That's, that's a stunning free kick. It is. It is. It's incredible. Um, I believe it, uh, it was one of the first players in the UK to have the old Predator boots. Yep, that's it. Fully used them. Just curves it around the wall. It, it was, you know, this is before... Wait a minute, is it before? Yeah, it's before... Um, it's before Rivaldo's touched a ball to put it round the, the, the wall. This is, at this point in time, the greatest free kick ever taken, Paul. And that's uh, that's an official statement that listeners can... We can exclusively reveal. Yeah, exclusively reveal. Greatest free kick at this point in time. Um, yeah, and it just, see, utterly, utterly shocked them. They did not expect it. To be honest, we probably didn't expect it. Um, but it was beautiful. Beautiful running about like a madman screaming at this goal. So no no Celtic fans in the stadium. Well, officially no Celtic fans in the stadium. Um, what a free kick. For I remember this vividly. I, I don't know where I would have been watching it. Um, it must have been on the telly. Uh, but it's the it's the shot from behind, like basically facing the goal from behind where Collins is standing. That just I don't know what it is. It, it's this feeling of pure nostalgia that I get from just seeing that this goal from that angle. I don't know why. It's just hard to explain. Maybe there are other people listening that will remember it from that angle as well. I think it's just seeing the symmetry of the goal and the shot and how Collins just curls it around him. Stuart, Mary, do you, can you remember much about this game? This would have been bef- probably the season before I would have started to have a more kind of active interest in Celtic. But I do remember like my dad and my brother's reaction to it. And I remember like folk at school like, I'm John Collins, I'm John Collins and all that, like doing free kicks, you know, how you would go a player, like that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's very much that kind of nostalgia and look, watching it back, it's about as top corner as a free kick could ever go. Like he could have ran and just like held it in the corner. It's that, it's that, that top corner, top bin. Um, so yeah, just a, an amazing goal from a great player. Nakamura-esque. Mm. Um, which I know is crazy. John to say, Collins was the prototype. Yeah. Actually, I, See, again, the more time goes on, I, I get fonder and fonder of John Collins. Um, I, I'd love to see him back at Celtic in some form. Um, I don't know. I think the guy just, he kind of oozes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if he was chocolate, he would eat himself. No, he wouldn't because he probably would, He probably doesn't eat chocolate, right? No, if, he, if, he was a, if he was a blueberry, he would eat himself. No, that's yeah. bad as well. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Yeah. Maybe some, yeah. Yeah. If if he was some cacao nibs. Yeah. If he was a chia seed, he would eat himself. <laughs> um, but there's something about, <laughs> something about him. He's just like, it's just a sense of professionalism and professional pride in what he does and what he did at Celtic and um, for Scotland as well. So a, a brilliant player and a cracking goal, you know, truly a, a, a scalp. Um, and I think laying a glove on, on Rangers, I mean, the, the game ended 1-1. Mikhail Lachenko equalised for Rangers, if you can believe that. Um, but yeah, th- this game stands out from, from that era as being a sort of um, a real highlight in a, in a terrible period for, for games against them. Um, listen, guys, excellent choice of goals. So we've, we've talked about uh, Tam Rogic, Musa Dembele, James Forrest, Chris Sutton, Shinsuke Nakamura and John Collins. I mean, Stuart, that's six. I mean, I'm going to use the word legend and I'm not even being sarcastic with that. Not very much so. Uh, and it's been very enjoyable. Uh, Kind of getting into it, and I'm not sure when this is going out, but I almost regret that we've recorded it uh, a full week before the game because I'm I don't I don't go into this game on the second and like a, oh this is going to be a cakewalk, but I do feel like it's maybe the most I'll have enjoyed a derby in a while in the sense that if Celtic were to lose, it's I mean, it's obviously always the end of the world when Celtic lose a derby, but. In terms of the league and stuff like that, you still have this really healthy cushion. And I think that we're going into this game as the better team. And so I don't have the same sort of trepidation for it as perhaps I normally would. I don't feel the stakes are quite as high. Uh, and I think that with that sort of freedom, freedom to fail, Paul, I think mm. that we might see something very special from the Celtic team. And I'm looking forward to it. Can I have and your, I, sco- can I have your score prediction, please, Stuart, before we come to vote? 3 0. Ooh. Celtic, over to you. Play. Thoughts on uh, this game coming up? I just very excited about it, and also the possibility of a few little, um, few wee debuts as well. Few wee new oh, signings. of course, yeah. So we've got our uh, uh, Kobayashi and um, Alsa Johnson, who I would like to change his name. Uh, to Have you spoken to him about that? Or? No, it, it doesn't matter what he thinks. What about an AJ? That's like quite a. That's what people that have those initials normally do. AJ. It's better than Alistair Johnson. Oh, mm. It's a good starting point, Stuart. Okay. Um, Bowd, a score prediction for, for the game? Um, uh, Stu's 3-0, I'll say 4-0. Ooh. To be a bit more celtic God, imagine if we get like beat like 3-1 or something. Yeah. You guys are getting right. like idiots. All right, make, Merry Christmas. Ha- <laughs> um. I, I was thinking about... Um, like some of just when we're talking about like bum scalpers, just some other kind of modern day, like people we could potentially be talking about in a few years and like Abada, Jota, Hatati, and they're all going to be playing in this game. I yes. think this is a great time to be playing them. I think the team is playing really well. I think Kyogo's finally going to get a goal against Rangers. I think it's, it's long overdue. Um, and I actually think, I think Cameron and Carter Vickers is going to score against Rangers again. I think. Um, oh, I'd love that. Do you know, I had a funny thought there just when we were doing that John Collins goal, because obviously it's a great, it's a, it's a goal from a period of time when Celtic weren't really, you know, it wasn't a tremendously happy yeah. time, but it was a great goal against their rivals. And I was thinking, do you think in like 10, 15 years, there'll be a Rangers podcast looking back and being like, like, let's talk about Joey Garner. <laughs> let's Dean Windass. Five-one, but that's not the point. <laughs> not Dean Windass. Who's the guy Josh Windass? Windass? Josh Windass. Dean Windass. But Dean, Dean Windass is the guy that uh, his father, who came in for lunch at the Crab Shack and ordered a glass of Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> I hope he enjoyed it. 
I hope you enjoy it. Did he tip? That's what. That's uh, what I think that I think Josh Bonas did it. He was there all the time, though, having like fish and chips and chocolate cake and well, shit like that. So, well, um, well the thing is, there were a lot of people that come in and had that, Stuart, but still managed to score a whole bunch of goals versus Rangers. So, exactly. I think it's an attitude issue uh, rather than a fish and chips issue. Um, what an enjoyable podcast this has been. Uh, Stuart Duggan, many thanks. Thanks very much, Paul. Um, continued season's greetings to you both. Christopher Bowd, thank you very much. Thank you. Hail, hail, and happy Festivus and Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year to, to everybody. Well, whatever you celebrate, we hope that we are all celebrating on the 2nd of January. Uh, from Stuart Dugan, from Christopher Bowd, and from myself, Paul Carlin, this has been The Countdown, and we'll speak to you down the road.